Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode number nine. It is October 9th, episode nine on the 9th. Pretty awesome. Share it with your friends, share it with your frenemies, and you know, it'll be great. They'll all be like, whoa, Krista Bullock had so much to say. And it was amazing. And that one thing that Jeff said was great as well. So um, guys, my my guest today is fantastic. And I've been very excited. We've all behind the scenes have been very excited about this episode. I'm excited about every episode, but this one is no exception. My guest today is an amazing speaker. She is an accomplished musician, a singer-songwriter. She is the drummer for Church International. She is also the daughter of Robin D and Robin R. Bullock. Let's give it up for Krista J. Bullock. Shalom. Shalom. I got to do it. Oh, yeah. You got it. You yeah, got I got it. Right it. there. I'm one of the people that can actually do it. My wife cannot. She's unfortunately. She'll get, she'll, she'll get there. We'll be praying for her. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Yeah. In Jesus' so, name. So, Krista, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing well. How about yeah. yourself? How about I'm, the whole team? We're doing, all of us are doing great. It's been a busy, a busy day for us, but busy yeah. is good. So yes, yeah. it's better than the alternative. Yes, it is stagnant. And you know, <laughs> which is what kind of what you're going to be talking about today, you know? Um, so uh, get, for those of you that don't know who you are, uh, give us just a little bit of background of who you are, what you do with the exception of the stuff I already said. Well, uh, with the exception of the things yeah. you already said, you don't said, have to. You I'm, can I'm, say it. I'm trying yeah. to think. Yeah. Uh, well, a, a lot of the um, Elijah Stream uh, viewers know who my dad is, mm-hmm. uh, Prophet Robin D. Bullock, and uh, which is how we were. My family was introduced to all of you, and you all have become like family to mm-hmm. us, even though we've never met in person. Yeah. And, uh, but I'm also the drummer for the 11th hour program and, uh, which a lot of viewers who watch you guys watch that program also. So if you see me, I'm usually got my hair up and a ponytail, maybe some glasses like you, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm back there on the drums all the time. Yeah. And, uh, I, I mean, I serve here at church international. Um, I, I do the offering and, uh, I, I speak. And so I, I just, you know, just a servant of the Lord, man. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that's what I'm I'm privileged to do and privileged mm-hmm. to be used by God during this time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, without any further ado, what's uh, you have this thing? It says "Wake Up Sunshine," um, and I absolutely love it. And you were you know you gave a message recently um, at at your church that was that was kind of the tagline. Um, and as a result, everybody's been saying it now. And I even see people in the comments. People are probably saying it right now, too. I oh, see a lot wow. of people just, you guys should have Krista Bullock. Wake up, sunshine. You know, and so, um, yeah, <laughs> that's so, awesome. Yeah. So it just says God is calling wake up, sunshine. What does that mean? Wake up, sunshine. Well, you know, I was I was praying for a message to give. I was asked to speak at my church a couple of weeks ago, and I was I was just seeking the Lord. I had nothing, nothing to say. And and during this time, there's so many different directions you could possibly go with a message right now. And so I just asked the Lord. I said. Lord, please download something. I mean, I wasn't begging him, but at the same time, I'm like, 
I don't, I, I mean, I don't want to get up there and just be like, hey, you guys, how yeah. you doing? You know, yeah. thanks for coming. <laughs> Here's what and, I ate uh, this morning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I drank my coffee. Here's the kind of creamer I use. You yeah. can go get that. Yeah. Um, but I, I sat and we had just recently had my dad's 60th birthday party. And, um, and that scripture kept coming up a whole lot. Isaiah 60, arise, shine for thy light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. And, you know, everybody cheers when it, when it was spoken and on whether it was a slideshow or a video message or something like that. But I was just sitting and I was seeking the Lord and I was praying and all of a sudden that message popped up, that, that, that verse popped back up in my spirit, arise, shine. And I thought, you know, wake up, sunshine. I was like, wait, wake up. That When God says, arise, shine, for thy light has come, that's just like he's saying, wake up, sunshine. And so I, I began to type it out. And as soon as I did that title, the, the Lord just downloaded the rest of the message into me. And it went a totally different direction than I thought it was going to go. Oh, and really? That's usually the way it works. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but, you know, wake up, sunshine. It, it's just, it's God's calling. To us right now mm-hmm. and it's God you know my mom has a has a tradition when we go on vacation and she'll go through the house and she'll to wake all the kids up she sings a song at the top of her lungs and if you don't get up she sings louder oh, and she man. sings louder <laughs> and she'll go through the house until everybody's up but there comes a point where if we don't get up if we decide that we're gonna stay asleep then her and my dad, they just go on with their day. And then we'll get up and we'll say, hey, where'd you go? Why'd you leave us? And they'll say, well, you were asleep. (laughs) And so, you know, there comes a point in time, and that just leads right into it. There comes a point in time in every believer's life, you know, just in our physical life. If we're going to start a new day, you know, we can go all throughout our day, everything we got to do, but there comes a point we have to go to sleep, but to start a new day, we have to wake up mm-hmm. and we have to get going. And even if you've been up for days, you're going to have to go to sleep at some point, but then there comes a time where you've got to start it again and you've got to get up. And so just like my mom going through the house, singing and waking everybody up, there comes a point in time and my earpiece just fell out. But there comes a point in time in every believer's life that God is going to come through the house and he's going to say, wake up, sunshine, arise, shine, for thy light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. And it is up to us individually at that point, whether we're going to get out of bed or not. Mm -hmm. And so that is where that whole message came from. That is what the term wake up sunshine means to me. And that is what I believe God is saying to people right now. Mm -hmm. Man. Yeah. And uh, anybody who's a spirit filled Christian right now, who knows the Lord hearing something like that kind of, kind of puts a little bit of the fear of the Lord in you where it's like, you feel (laughs) the weight of that. Like if God is calling you to do something, it's like, like, yeah, the God, you know, um, yeah. and and so, the God. Uh, yeah, and so, um, something that you said in that message um, that I absolutely I stopped what I was doing. I remember I was cleaning out my um, my spare room closet, which is basically my office as well. And so I was like mm-hmm. putting work stuff in there, and and 
And I remember I was listening to it and I stopped and I just went, yes, when you said this. And it was something to the effect of don't think of yourself too highly that you think you can't be replaced. And I was just like, woo, <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, I, I feel that that's, yeah. that's good. You know? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. the truth, you know? And, and the reason, the reason why I, I kind of segued into that when I said that was, you know, there's a scripture and it, it talks about in, in Esther and it's when Mordecai told Esther, he said, you know, and I'm going to look at that real quick so that yeah. I don't misquote it. And mm -hmm. so in Esther 4.14, Mordecai told Esther, he said, for if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. The message translation says, maybe you were made queen for such a time as this. So what it was saying was, if you don't stand up and say something, I'm still going to deliver the Jews. I'm still going to do this, but it's going to arise from another place. Help and deliverance is going to rise from another place, but I'm giving you the opportunity to make a difference in this world and make a mark in history. And so that was Esther's moment of her wake up sunshine moment. God was saying, hey, Esther, arise, shine for thy light has come. But if she had said no, not only would the scripture read differently, but it would have been somebody else entirely and it would not have been Esther. So we have to take that, what he said to her and put it in our own lives right now. You know, God, when he comes to you and he comes to each believer and he says, hey, get up. I'm giving you a chance to do something. I'm giving you a chance to make your mark on history, to change the world, to do something great for the kingdom. If we decide that we're going to stay asleep, if we decide that we need that extra five minutes of snooze or something like that, you're going to hit the snooze button too many times. And God's going to move on because he said, I'm still going to get my work done. I'm still going to get this done. What I have set, my glory will still fill this earth. Yeah. I'm still going to do what I want to accomplish. And I'm just giving you the opportunity to do something. But if you decide not to, I'll move on to someone else mm -hmm. who will jump up, who is energetic, who does have the fire in them that wants mm -hmm. to do something for God. Mm -hmm. And that is is why we cannot think of ourselves too highly, that God is just going to keep on and keep on. I mean, yes, he is an absolute good, gracious, merciful God, and he will continue calling as long as he possibly can. But at some point, you're going to hit that snooze button too long. And mm -hmm. when you decide to stay asleep, he's going to go to the next room mm -hmm. and he's going to call somebody else. And then you'll wake up saying, where'd you go? Why, why'd you go without me? I could have been a part of this. And he's mm -hmm. saying, yeah, you could have. Mm -hmm. I called and I called and I called, but you didn't answer and you mm -hmm. didn't want to get up. So never get to that point where you think, oh, I'm called by God. You know, I'm called by God. He's never gonna, he's never gonna push me aside and move on to someone else. That is the attitude to get you in trouble. <laughs> because God, he, he, he is the, the most high, yeah, you know, know, as my dad says, there is no most or high. That's him, mm -hmm. that he is the top. And so 
you can't think of yourself as as the most high he can call whoever he wants Mm -hmm. you're just very privileged to be called by him so take that opportunity when he does call to get up and get moving because if Mm -hmm. not help and deliverance will arise from another place and you won't be a part of it Mm-hmm. it's tough but it's yeah it's the truth you yeah know? it is and obviously there's there's grace but i yes. think what you're talking about is like sometimes there's like for such a time as this moment where god is like i needed i needed i needed jeff for something yeah and or, i need jeff for something or, i need krista for something or, i need absolutely whoever, you know and um it's something that i found just in in observing other people's lives i don't really have a whole lot of a whole lot of, of examples of this in my own life, thankfully. Uh, but I've noticed with some people that I know where it was like, God, once they actually were like, okay, fine, I'll get up. Okay, fine. I'll do the thing. But it's years later. Yeah. God is still, you know, there's something that some gift that you have that God needs for some specific purpose. It may not have been the thing that he had intended for with this specific thing. I mean, that's, that's right. That's what the way God decided he wanted to do it in, in terms of giving us free will. Cause I've had right. people say like, well, why doesn't God just like, why doesn't God just like make us do things or why didn't he just, you know? Um, yeah. no, and it's he's like, he's not going to do that. No. Cause no. he doesn't want machines. You know, he wants no. living, breathing people to be in partnership with him. And, and so, yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's correct. And, yeah. and it's just like, you know, you said it, it is for such a time as this. And that's what, that is one of the most famous quotes from the book of Esther is you were made queen for such a time mm-hmm. as this. And Esther was so unique. She was so, I mean, they, the King loved her beyond all, all the other women I mean, she was just, she had, they teach that she had just beauty beyond Mm -hmm. what you could think. Mm -hmm. And I mean, and I'm sure her personality was just as beautiful. Mm -hmm. And, and so God had a specific plan to use her and her gifts and her talents. And he needed her for that time. And, you know, I do, I believe obviously that help and deliverance would have arose from another place had Esther not have agreed to that and had she not have got up and got moving but i believe that like i said it might have read way differently it might have been longer we don't know (laughs) because god needed her for such a time as this and so that's what he's saying to us right now he Mm. needs jeff for such a time as this Mm -hmm. amen you know with the elijah fire he needs you for such a time as this yeah you know he he needs all all of us and so we we just got to we got to get over ourselves and not hit that snooze, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah. Do you have any examples like in your own life where maybe you did or didn't um, answer the call? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure I, I look back so many times and I think, you know, why God was trying to open a door for me at, you know, I, I preached a message one time called waiting for your door. And it was all about what, you know, every single person has a door that God has specifically designed for them. Mm -hmm. And as long as you're patient and as long as you keep knocking, because he says, you know, knock and the door will be open. And then one translation says, keep knocking, 
keep knocking. So mm-hmm. if if we're patient, we're, we, we stay faithful, we're doing what God wants us to do, that door will eventually open. But a lot of people get impatient. And I'm just kind of briefly putting this together. But, you know, a lot of people either maybe try and take advantage of someone else's door because they were too impatient of, mm. to wait on their own. Or a lot of people pass up a door because it doesn't look exactly the way they thought it was supposed to look. And so they just keep passing it by and say, oh, well, that can't be my door because that's not the color I wanted. Uh, That's a teal door and I wanted a red door. And this earpiece just keeps popping out and my ear. I'll just make sure to not, I'll just make sure to not say anything. Yeah. Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll fix it. Yeah. But you know, it's like they, they keep passing by and they're like, okay, I wanted a teal door, but this is a red door, so it can't possibly be my door. Sure. And so they pass it by, and a lot of times the first door that you come to is not the last door that's going to open. Mm-hmm. And so sure. it's like in the majority of styles of homes and the architect and the la- the architecture and the layout of the modern day average home mm-hmm. if the person's destination is the closet that they're trying to get to normally they have to go through a series of doors to reach that like a lot of homes you have to go through the front door just to even get in the house mm-hmm. then you have to go through the bedroom door and then a lot of times you have to go through the bathroom door and then there's the closet door. You finally mm-hmm. reach the closet. Mm-hmm. If your home is not laid out, praise God, you have less doors that you have to go through. <laughs> but, but you're going through these doors and people pass up the first one just because it doesn't look like that. When really all along, God was like, if you would have just opened this one, I had this one waiting on you. And I That's had good. this one waiting on you That's and really the good. other one. And so I see a lot of times back in my life that. God was trying to direct me towards a door, but I passed it up because mm-hmm. it didn't look like everything I wanted. Yeah. You know, it, it's like those romance movies where they have a list of their perfect spouse <laughs> that they have, and this person has to check everything off, and yeah. then the the person they finally end up being with doesn't really meet any of those requirements, mm-hmm. but they yeah. end up falling in love with them. Mm-hmm. God knows exactly what you want and he knows exactly what your heart desires even if you don't know that you want it yet Mm -hmm. and so we pass up these doors and instead of going through when god said it you know and we we finally realize it years down the road we're like that i would have been to the closet by now like i would have reached my destination (laughs) (laughs) had i not have passed that up and so that kind of ties into the same thing you look back and say God was trying to call me to wake up Mm. at that point and I didn't do it. Mm -hmm. And so then you begin though, to ask the Lord, give me another opportunity. You know, I finally got to the point one day I said, whatever door you open for me, I said, whether it's what I had envisioned myself, I said, I'm running through it. Mm. I was like, I am running through that door. So, you know, and you finally get to the point where you say, God, when that alarm goes off, I'm waking up. I I don't care how tired I am. You'll give me supernatural energy. I'm getting up out of this bed. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like what you're talking about right now is really 
timely because of the move of God that we're in right now, where we're, uh, you know, we're, we're beginning to see people in places of, of leadership or authority being removed from those positions. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. Now back to the show. And it, you know, God is going to take other people that he's been preparing nameless, faceless ones or whatever, and people who've been hidden away and putting them into these places. Mm-hmm. And um, however crazy that may sound to you and, and being like, I feel like I'm supposed to be in government and that makes absolutely no sense to me. Um, <laughs> trust in the Lord, lean not on your own understanding, right. you know? And I think that um, a couple of weeks ago, I had had um, a guy named Chris Overstreet on the show and we were talking about this very thing about how sometimes the th- that very thing of sometimes mm-hmm. the thing that you is best for you is the thing you don't want, you know, and, yeah. um, and to not be picky and to like, when you see those doors open to run through them. And I think that there's a little bit of uh, trepidation with people, especially young Christians who maybe didn't have good teaching on hearing the voice of God. What does the Holy spirit sound like, you know? And so they'll, they'll have these thoughts of like, Oh, and they get caught in torment of like, Oh God, what do I, what do I do? Is this you? Is it not you? I don't want to displease you. And I don't want to. And, and yeah, I'm always yeah. of the mind that when I started learning how to hear the voice of God, that it's God wants us to get this. He wants us to hear him. And he's not going to be like, you know, when you Krista step out and you, you know, you're trying to hear the voice of God and, and then God's not going to be like, Oh, Krista, she heard me wrong. And how dare she? And mm-hmm. she's trying to hear my voice and she failed. And I'm so angry at her. Like, God is, God wants us to get this. He wants us to hear. He wants us to seek yes, after him in a world where there's a million things and counting trying to get us to not you choosing to hear the voice of God and step out. Now, obviously we need maturity. You know, right. we need the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Like Paul talks about, we need those mm-hmm. things, but Amen. Um, I just think it's so, so I, I get really, really excited about about this. And there was somebody a couple of weeks ago that was disappointed because myself and Chris Overstreet, the guest, were talking about our personal callings, but they missed the, they missed the, the moral of the story. It's that mm-hmm. it, it's what it's, it's what you're talking about. It's don't be picky about the doors that God presents to you because right. you don't see the big picture. If you're following God, like God is sovereign. Right. Like, yeah, he is so- he's sovereign right. and he sees right. way more than we do. And so I just, I Amen. love what you said. It's so great. Yeah, so. man. I mean, I mean, it's the, it's the truth, you know, and that is probably, you know, and the enemy can come and, and beat you up about mm-hmm. that in your mind. And, you know, and we try not to, to focus on regrets and past mistakes and yeah. things, but obviously we're human. And that's, that's one thing that we, we do kind of, tend to think about from time to time but Mm -hmm. you know that that is my if I could have ever picked a biggest regret that would have been it just not not being open to go through the doors because God knows what he's he knows what not only what he's called you to do what your destiny is he says I know the plans I have for you Mm -hmm. you know it's plans to give you hope and a future and an expected end and so he knows the end. He knows what he's already planned out for you. He's not going to give you something you don't like. 
And he's not going to give you something you don't yeah. want. That's you know, so you're you're going to get to a point and you think, my my God, literally, you know, what you had this for me all along. And mm-hmm. and so it, it's the same thing. It's the whole thing with wake up sunshine, with not missing that door. It all it all coincides together. Mm-hmm. And you can't be picky on the door. You can't hit the snooze button. Just move where God is telling you to move, and and you'll reach the fullness of your destiny. Mm-hmm. And just being patient with the, it's kind yeah. of a a one foot in front of the other type of approach that God takes with us. And sometimes, yes. sometimes they're big strides, um, and right. sometimes they're not. You know, and I, you know, I'll even speak for myself. Like taking on a show like this, it was a big stride compared to where I was. Yeah. I mean, I was. I joke with people. I don't mean it as to put myself down, but I'm like, I was a nobody. Like, like I'm a, I am a nameless, faceless one that people prophesied about. And we're seeing there's going to be a lot of Jeff's and a lot of Krista's and a lot of other people that are going to step, you know, step into the forefront, you know? And uh, so sometimes your, your strides are going to be big, but I can attest that for the last seven years plus, it's been yeah. tiny steps Absolutely. of faithfulness, being yeah. faithful to the Lord, trusting in his faithfulness. Yeah. And that's that's kind of the moral of the story here is that don't we can't put in our mind of like because I'm a total daydreamer. Like I you know, I'm a visionary and God me is really too. yeah. <laughs> and so it's easy for me to like if I don't step out for God, like, hey, I want you to deliver this word to somebody, or hey, I want you to pray for this person. Yeah. It, I then start, if I don't do it in the moment, I will then start to imagine all these different scenarios in my head of how right. it could go and how it could. Right. And then I, before I know it, I begin to idealize something um, mm-hmm. as opposed to just trusting God and being in the moment. Um, and so, yeah, it's nice to meet another person that's like that. As yeah, well. <laughs> I get it. I get it. 100%. <laughs> yeah. So my question to you, um, just in regards of, in regards to, Uh, not to put you on the spot or anything, um, but um, is when you're in these moments, you know, you were talking about looking in the past and Mm -hmm. being like, oh, if I'd only done this or I'd only done that. And and you were saying we can't, we can't allow ourselves to get hung up on those things. Mm -hmm. What's, what's your process kind of like? Because everybody, you know, God creates everybody different and they have a different way of doing things. What are some things that you usually do when you find yourself in that place of like, oh, I should have done this or I should have done that? And uh... You know, there's a scripture, and if I had it right here, like you said, you put me on the spot, so I didn't have this, You're welcome. this prepared. <laughs> but there's a scripture where he says that he makes our mistakes to prosper. Mm. And so you have to, and that, man, it's a battle when you get hung up on the past yeah. and you can go deeper and deeper and deeper mm-hmm. until you've literally buried yourself up underneath the ground, up yeah. underneath the weight of past mistakes. Mm-hmm. And that, that is one of the reasons, I mean, that's one of the biggest problems in the world period is dealing with past mistakes and it, it, it can tear up a relationship. It can, with family members, it can tear up a relationship with spouses. I mean, it, it can, it's, when you get hung up on the past, because the past is not real anymore, it's mm-hmm. not there. It's, yeah, sure, there's good memories back in the past. There's good, there's bad, there's highs, there's lows, there's everything, mm-hmm. but it's gone. 
and yeah. it's not coming back. That's right. And you, you can't go back there. So when you feel yourself starting to go there, yeah, sure, we messed up. We've done things that are, you know, we're not proud of. We've mm -hmm. missed God on several occasions yeah. and didn't hear his voice. Maybe because we were, we were too busy staying asleep or we were too selfish or too prideful, thought too highly of ourselves. Different, yeah. different scenarios, mm -hmm. but if you let yourself get hung up there, it will drag you down and it will continue mm -hmm. to drag you down. So when I start to feel myself go back there, you have to, number one, get in the word. Amen. And then you have to, you know, I start quoting that scripture. Lord, you said that you make our mistakes to prosper. Mm. So I'm asking you right now to show me where I missed it the last time. Yeah. Show me what I did wrong. Show me where it was that I, I decided to go my own way and didn't go your way. Show mm -hmm. me exactly what I did. And, and reveal it to me so that I don't make that mistake again. And then, Lord, I thank you for your grace and your mercy, Lord, that you're going to bring another opportunity around mm. to me again, whether it's the same opportunity or whether it's something different. But you know now, hey, I'm not going to do the same thing. And then leave the past in the past and keep moving forward because your destiny is in front of you, not behind you. Mm -hmm. And I know without a doubt that there are people right now who are like, oh, you know, like, <laughs> like, oh my goodness, this has helped me so much. You know, who oh, I God. get it. I've been there yeah. where it just, you yeah. feel stuck, oh, but yeah. it's, I, I second what Krista said about like the number one thing is going into the word and just, mm -hmm. I Absolutely. find that when I just go, and seek his presence and yes. just go for the sake of seeking his presence, not yes. for finding answers. It's like the things that I thought I needed answers for, some of them just disappear. Yeah. And then the other times, you know, it's like you obviously get that clarity of, of purpose and, and yeah. direction. And, You're right. um, but also like one of the things that I always go back to is some of the best advice I got uh, when I was in missions and I, one of my mentors was like, what, if you are in a place where you're like, I'm not hearing God and, you know, um, is what was the last thing he said to you, you know, and sometimes that was, oh, I was supposed to go talk to that, a friend of mine and, and, you know, um, and so, yeah, sometimes, sometimes there are things, I don't know. I mean, what do you think about this? I feel like there are some things where it's like, yeah, there are for such a time as this moments where God is like, no, I, I need Jeff for Elijah fire or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Um, but then there are other things where it's like God is seeking to do something in someone else's life and he needs you to speak it to them. And there are things where obviously like, um, uh, I think I shared, there was this, there was this girl that I felt like I was supposed to share a word with and I chickened out and I waited mm -hmm. months. Um, and she was dealing with anxiety and the Lord had given me a word of knowledge about that very thing. And I chickened out. And then finally I stepped out and I gave that word because I was like, well, what was the last thing? Because I, I hadn't been hearing from God. And he was like, what was the last thing I told you to do? And I was like, talk to that person about that thing, you know? And, <laughs> and so then you repent for being disobedient yeah. Yeah, and you go and absolutely. do it. And now that person, what I spoke to them did exactly what God needed it to do in them. Amen. But unfortunately it took me a long time, you know? And so yeah. it's like, you have to deal with that kind of stuff too, of just like, Man, if I had yeah. just done it sooner, she would Absolutely. have been she would have been free sooner. Yeah. Um, and so there's that whole thing as well that comes yeah. along with disobedience. So 
Yeah, you're you're right, and but you can't you can't let the enemy beat you over the head. Amen. With it, because yeah. he will. He mm-hmm. comes. He he comes to the mind. It's where he comes to. He he mm-hmm. can't. He doesn't get in here. Not mm-hmm. not if not if you're a blood bought believer. He mm-hmm. people say, oh, he's speaking to my heart. No, he's not speaking to your heart. He's speaking to your mind. Mm-hmm. He comes to attack the mind, mm-hmm. and if he can beat you down, oh, he's going to. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't come just to beat you down. He comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's right. And so he's coming to take you out. Beating you down in the mind is just the first step. And he will use any little thing like that. So you just have to, like you said, repent, say, God, forgive me for where I missed it. Forgive mm-hmm. me for where I missed it and just help me do better in the future. Help me to have more boldness. Help me to to have, you know, just just the courage just to step out and do what you tell me to do. And I, I won't make the same mistake again. Yeah, that's good. That's really yeah. good. Um, so what's this about waking up the sleeping church? God is waking up the sleeping church. Yeah. Well, if there's ever a time that we're seeing it. It's right now. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I would th- I would think that we are seeing that right now, right at this very moment. I mean, all of a sudden, okay. I mean, you got to think. It's like last year when literally all hell broke loose. Literally, mm-hmm. the yeah. place itself it broke <laughs> <Yeah>. loose, <laughs> and and it, it started coming in to to the earth, and it started just. Uh, I mean, we saw it attack everything. We saw mm-hmm. it try to to literally attack everything. The number one place it came to attack was the church. That's right. But the church got themselves in that position in the first place because they were asleep when it came to attack. They were asleep. They were. They had their their heads down, asleep. They had hit the snooze button. Everything was just mellow because the church was so mellow. Mm-hmm. We were so. We were such a mellow crowd. I mean, you could. I can prove that just in the music mm-hmm. that came out. It's just we were just a mellow crowd. We didn't. Mm-hmm. We went to church for for feel good messages. Yeah, that's we right. went to church for just forty five minutes so that we could just feel like we kept in right standing with God. Mm-hmm. And and then we just went about our Sunday and, mm-hmm. and we instead of dedicating it to God like we used to. Yeah. And you know, I remember a time when I was younger. I mean, and 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 I was a kid when Carmen was on the scene. Mm-hmm. I was a kid when DC Talk was on the scene. Yeah. All of these I mean, these powerhouse Christian artists and and I still say to this day, the best Christian music, in my opinion, was in the 90s. Mm. I, still, I still listen to it. I have a whole mm. 90s Christian playlist. Nice. So, yeah, so yeah. I, I still listen to it. Yeah. But, you know, my dad ran a youth center. Man, we were there. I mean, we were seeing kids delivered, set free. Come I mean, on. we That's we, so we cool. did... We did dramas, you know, I mean, and it was the hangout for, for the youth on Friday and Saturday night. And then we had church on Sunday. And and that was my growing up. That was my childhood. And then it's like, you know, we go, I, I, I experienced that from time to time, you know, being a teenager and everything. But when I got into my 20s, it was like the whole church world just did a complete 180. And mm. they just turned around. I'm like, what is this? Mm. what 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 kind of church is this like i don't get fed 
Like, mm-hmm. he, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't feel the same way. And I know we don't go by our feelings, but it just sure. didn't, I just knew that there was something missing. Yeah. And we saw the proof that the church was asleep last year when the enemy came to attack it and shut its doors and everyone just locked the door and they just went on and they just said, oh, okay, that's fine. Mm -hmm. We'll stay home. But if the church had been awake in the first place, when they came to lock the door, they'd have said, oh, no, you don't. Mm-hmm. We're not we're not shutting this door. Mm-hmm. You you can't you can't legally shut the door of a church and mm-hmm. tell us that we can't have service. We're not doing this. We're going to meet to meet liberally. We're going to meet freely, worship freely and do this and they would have stood their ground. But instead mm-hmm. everybody was asleep. Mm-hmm. And now God all of a sudden towards the end of last year, it was like he finally had enough. Mm-hmm. And went through the house singing to the top of his lungs and was saying, wake up, sunshine, yeah. wake up, arise, shine, yeah. for your light has come. And mm-hmm. he was going to see who would wake up. Mm-hmm. He was going to see who would get up out of that bed. Some people did. Some people jumped up the minute he called, put their boots on, put their clothes on, hit the ground running, and they were ready to go do whatever God wanted them to do. Mm-hmm. Some people said, yeah, well, well, what if I don't? What if I don't get up? And then some people just never got up. Some yeah. people are still asleep and yeah, saying, well God, well, God caused all of this to happen. That tells you right there that somebody is still asleep. Mm-hmm. Somebody that don't realize who they're fighting against, they're all still asleep. And so God, during this time, we see people like, I mean, all of a sudden, you guys just came just up, I mean, to the forefront. And you yeah. started... You started bringing the people on that God went through the house saying, wake up, and they got up. Yeah. And and they started waking up. And the I really believe the, the major, you know, voices that you hear during this time is because they got up when God, when God said, hey, get up. But the thing is, Jeff, he called everybody. He called the church at one time. He said, wake up. He said, you, yeah. you've got to get up. We've got to, if we're ever going to win this, you've got to get up. You've got to mm-hmm. quit sleeping. And he called everybody. And, you know, that that's like the phrase, many are called, but few are chosen. Mm-hmm. That's not saying that God calls everybody, but then chooses some. He, the call goes out to the masses, but only a few choose to get mm-hmm. up. And so we have to decide whether we're going to be. Why do you think the show The Chosen is so big right now? (laughs) I mean, look at the title. It's The Chosen. Think of how many people he called. You know, there's an episode where he he calls where he, where he meets with Nicodemus. Yeah, that's, and, that's and like it, a gut punch episode. Yeah, it it really is, and it's yeah. such. A, I mean, I was crying. I like, know who wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> and and you know he offered Nicodemus a, a spot to go with him, and there, and he just chooses not to, oh, and and I don't I don't judge him, and I don't I don't judge him because you have no idea what was going through his mind. What what he would have been sacrificing? Yes, obedience is better than sacrifice. But he was he was dealing with some stuff. Mm-hmm. But he was cho- he was called too. 
But we saw the people that chose to go and the people that didn't. And that's the same thing. God's still, he's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. So if he called the people back then, he's calling you now Mm -hmm. to follow him. And it's it's whether we're going to actually get up and do it. And those, if you say, well, what if I don't? Well, then help and deliverance will rise from somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, man. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash donate and become a partner today. Yes. Um, and to go along with that, um, the the story of Peter and Andrew and Jesus coming to them mm-hmm. has always really spoken to me. Um, but he said, come and follow me, you know, and I'll make you fishers of men and they dropped their net. It says immediately they dropped their nets and they followed him. And yeah. that, that I remember it kind of was like a, I'll tell it really quickly. Cause it's kind of yeah. a long story, but I remember I was, do you know what the dream center is down in LA? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so my church and I, we went down to the dream center and I was a youth leader at the time. And I was listening to this guy, this Australian guy that was there. And I don't remember his name, but one day I'm going to see him in heaven. I'm going to thank him for, for saying this. Cause I remember he was, he was talking to my, my, the youth pastor and they were just, you know, uh, you know, you're from Australia. What brought you here? And he's like, well, I was on a mission trip and then the Lord spoke to me and he told me to come here. And so I came here afterwards and I remember feeling so convicted, but also like really like, I want to be a man like that, that seeks Mm -hmm. after the Lord just, okay, God said, go, I'm going to go. And I remember a year later, I was faced with a situation like that where I got called into missions. They called it youth with the mission. And, and, um, and I was talking to the guy that was going to be the leader of the school. And I was really, I mean, this, I'd never done anything where it's like this school starts in, in less than a week and I'm going to drop everything and go. Like I was really struggling with that because wow. it was, it was a Peter and Andrew type of moment where Jesus mm-hmm. come to me and said, come and follow me, you know? And, and so the the guy who ended up being one of my mentors for a while, he said this. He said, if you notice when you're reading that passage, Jesus doesn't say, hey, uh, I know Peter and Andrew, I know you guys are really busy. You guys have you know families and you got this job and you've got, so I'm going to be over here down the road um, near this city for a couple of months. Um, so yeah. you guys can get your affairs in order and then just come and follow me when you're ready. He said, no, right. come and follow me. And immediately they dropped their nets and they followed him. And that yeah. was like, this is my moment. And I remembered yeah. that, that Aussie guy that was telling the story about that. And I said, this is my moment. And God will provide you with opportunities to step out like that and to, yeah. to, to take big, big strides, you know, big strides. you know, That's right. That's and, right. um, you know, something that we say a lot on this show is, uh, engage your faith. And, um, and that's just a, a perfect moment where I had to engage my faith and just be like, yeah. I, I'm going to trust you, God, that you are going to supply all my needs. Um, and so, yeah, maybe God is calling some of you out there to do the exact same thing. And maybe there's Amen. something that doesn't quite make sense. Um, maybe it's a new job or maybe it's uh, moving, you know, where it could be a multitude of things. Maybe it's missions. Yeah. Do it. Do it, Amen. guys. Amen. Oh. And and just something I want to interject with you on that. Yeah. And it's some it's something that I have actually had the opportunity to share with uh, quite a few people in the past month or so. And, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people right now are really struggling with an ultimatum, 
mm-hmm. of their of their jobs yeah. of of different you know just in their families uh, i mean just just uh, there i i don't pretend to know mm-hmm. some of the some of the decisions people are having to make right mm-hmm. now but i did tell a friend this i said you know i said when you do your call see speaking of peter when he walked on the water and he did the scripture says and mm-hmm. peter also walked on the water he he walked on it too and so he said lord he he was like if that's you tell tell me to come to you and so jesus basically this in my terms he said come to me come come to me and so it said peter walked on the water but he started looking around saw all the winds and the waves and i mean he was doing it like he was walking i mean i've never walked on the water i've I've stepped in plenty of puddles (laughs) i've stepped in mud holes and got my feet wet but you know never walked on it Mm. and uh but he started walking but then he noticed all the winds and the waves all the storm every single thing around him and then he started to sink Mm -hmm. and that that's when he started to sink but as long as he had his eyes on jesus and he was doing what jesus called him to do was come to me he was walking on the water he was taken care of Mm -hmm. he was fine there are so many people out there right now that i know that god is calling you and you know that god is saying come to me because you have asked god if this is you tell me to come to you. Well, today he is saying, come to me. But you have got to keep your eyes focused on him. Keep your eyes at what he's called you to do and everything else will fall into place after that. But if you'll keep your eyes on him and what you're called to do, whatever that call is that you have on your life, whether it's to minister, whether it's to, to preach, to teach, to prophesy, to play music, whatever it is, do your call. Because in your call lies your provision. It lies the provision mm. for your family. When when God told Adam, he said, I'm going to bring you a helpmate. I'm going to make you a helpmate. He said, now go name the animals. Adam went and did his call, what he was called to do. And his That's wife good. came out mm. of it. So do your call and everything else will fall into place. That's so good. Yes. Amen. I love it. Well, and Krista, one thing that I I love about just the stories that I've heard from your dad sharing and even ones that I've heard you share um, is your your faith, your your big faith, your belief that God can do anything. And um, I I love that about you. And you, um, I guess, I don't know. I It's kind of like an abrupt change in, in, <laughs> in uh, but I don't care because it's That's awesome. Okay. That's you have, right. Robin told, shared this story, and there's a lot of people that are watching this that haven't heard this story, um, about you stepping out. I think you were maybe 15 or something like that. Um, yeah. And just, I wanted you to just share this, share this story because it's such an encouraging story of, I mean, in, in a lot of ways, it is kind of a wake up sh- sunshine moment because you, yeah. ste- you had to step out. You had to engage right. your faith. And so I wanted you to right. tell that story because it's really cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I was 15 years old and we had a, we call it the 50 nights. It was a revival that went on 50 consecutive nights. Wow. One right after another. I only missed 
One, I do believe, and it was because I went on a radio program with my dad to talk about it and to mm-hmm. talk about the miracles that were happening. Mm-hmm. And so we, we went, and um, so I was there. And I think even after we got finished with the broadcast, we still came by because, I mean, it would go till after midnight sometimes. Wow. And, and it, it only started with just a few of us, and it, it was... I mean, it seems like a lifetime ago now, looking yeah. back on it. But I remember everything vividly and everything uh, just, I mean, so clearly. But there was this one night that we were all standing there, and the the teenagers, my youth group, we're the ones that prayed for everybody. We, we're, we're the ones it. that did all the, the praying. It, mm-hmm. The adults rarely prayed for people. Wow. Um, we would just get up there, and we would just start praying praise like praising like doing music and stuff and we mm-hmm. would go we'd go two and a half three hours in praise and worship and i mean god was he was roaring through mm-hmm. that place and then, i mean we saw miracle after miracle after miracle just things that i i mean i just sit back and think i really saw that yeah. like, I, I really saw that happen but one night all the all the teenagers like the music we were praying and everybody was just just praising you could just feel the the spirit and i'm telling you jeff this building that we were in and if you ever come to warrior a lot of people do we you come visit if you ever come to warrior there's this little building on main street and it probably holds if you pack them in maybe a hundred people maybe oh wow so it's tiny that's if you pack them in like sardines yeah we would have 150 to 200 people there some nights and the only thing we can figure is that the building expanded. Yeah. Because you look at the pictures and you're like, how did these mm-hmm. people fit in? There's no way. There's yeah. no room. But God, he was moving and he was there and people were coming to seek him and, and, and wanted to be a part of what was happening. So I, I believe he just expanded yeah. the building. I to believe it too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah, he's got. So, yeah, he yeah it. <laughs> that's right. He can do it. Yeah. And uh, so anyways, back to that night, we were praying and here comes this. It was towards the end of of the uh, revival coming to the 50th night. And we're standing there and all of a sudden this lady's husband brings her in. She's in a wheelchair and she I still remember she had she had her glasses on. She's got this blue dress and then she's. They, they pull her in, and the teenagers spotted her. Like, we, we, we saw her when she came in, and, and we're just, and I believe I'm up there playing guitar with the praise team, and while they start just circling around her, she looked at her, well, before they started circling around her, she looked at her husband. She said, her husband's name was Eddie. She said, Eddie, pull me, uh, pull me up into that pool. Because we called it the Pool of Bethesda. Because oh, we, we would all make a circle and start yeah. praying. And she said, Eddie, she said, pull me up into that pool. She said, I got to get prayed for. So mm. she comes up. Here, here the teenagers come praying for her. And so they look at me and they're like, come on, come on. So I, I go down there and, and I'm, I'm praying with them. And the next thing I know, I'm, I'm just praying, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm rubbing her eye with, with my thumb, and, and I'm just praying because one of her eyes were sewn shut. She had, I don't know what the name of it was, which, but she had something in her eye, and she was going blind in it. But they said 
if we sew this one shut, then we can preserve it long enough so when this one loses eyesight, we can open that one back up and you can still have an eye and you can see. Her hands were like this. They were crooked. She couldn't raise her arms, but just like this. And, I mean, obviously she couldn't walk. She had been in a coma for, like, eight months. Like, it, wow. it was just, it was something crazy. And I may not yeah. be getting my numbers right like that. Yeah. But, um, so she couldn't walk. She had been in a wheelchair. And so I just start praying and rubbing my thumb over her eye. And, you know, just obviously praying in the name of Jesus and just praying in the Spirit and just really, I mean, faith was high. Faith was mm -hmm. high in that place. We'd already seen so many miracles. I mm -hmm. mean, it, it was what what else could God do, you know? Yeah. And we just wanted to put him to the test on what he could do, what his power yeah. could do. Yeah. So I'm, I'm praying over her eye, and when I move my thumb, her eye, the, the stitching where they had glued it together, started slowly popping open. And this green stuff started coming out of her eye and running down her face, and her eye popped open. Well, one of my cousins was actually over there praying, and had she had an anointing on her to pray and straighten out crippled hands. Mm -hmm. it, I mean, she just, she would see them, and she'd take them in between her hands. She'd pray over them. Well, and then she'd let them go and they'd be straight. Well, she, oh, she had been praying over her hands. Yeah. And about that time, her eye popped open. She looked down at her hands like that. And when she saw her hands, now these were her words. She told her husband, she said, my God, Eddie, I can see. She said, I can see. And when she saw her hands straightened, she threw her arms straight up in the air and hadn't been able to move her hands. Oh. But right here, she threw her arms straight up in the air. Man, now her faith is high. Yeah. Her faith is built. And so I just got down on my knee and I looked at her and I took her by the hand and I said, would you like to walk? And she said, I would love to. I said, mm. well, come on. And I took her by the hand, and she got up out of the wheelchair, and we walked back and forth across the, the mm. floor. And, and of course, she eventually had to sit back down because it had exhausted her. Yeah. She hadn't walked Been a while. in so long. Yeah. yeah. And But the next time we saw her, she came in. She was in a little Christmas sweater. It was so cute. She came in, and she took the mic. She just walked up to the stage and took the mic. She said, I got to testify. She mm. said, I got out of that wheelchair, she said, and I ain't been back since. Oh, man. And so that is a true story of a miracle, multi-miracle uh, multi moment that I, 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 I got to witness. And I, I just thank God that I was privileged and, and honored to be able to be a part of something that just seems like a dream, you know? Yeah. Well, but, and the thing I love about that story, too, because there's details that I didn't know is that it wasn't just none of it was you guys right it was the, right. It was the power yeah. of god yeah but it was a perfect depiction of the body of christ right circling around create the pool of bethesda yeah. you yeah. know working together you yeah. know and uh knowing you know i, I just uh, yeah it, it, it's so great i, know, I love that story I'm so much and I, so. I know, and and it does circle back to wake up sunshine, mm -hmm. because if we had that was God telling those teenagers that night, arise, 
shine for your light has come mm -hmm. and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Wake up, sunshine. If we hadn't have started moving and doing what God had done, not only would we not have been able to be a part. I mean, it is an honor when God, it's the highest honor to be used by God. Mm. The highest, there is none higher mm. than to be used by him. And so when, when we, when we accepted the call and woke up, not only can we say, man, I was there when that happened. Mm -hmm. God, God moved through that place. I got to be his arm. I got to be his hand. I got to be his mouthpiece. I got so to good. be his thumb, you mm -hmm. know, on her eye and, and different things. But her help and deliverance, yes, God wanted her delivered. He wanted her healed. But it would have arose from somewhere else. I wouldn't have that that to look back on. And she might not have gotten, you never know, she might not have gotten healed because her faith was high that night. She might have gotten healed way down the road, but her faith might have been maxed out that night mm -hmm. to say, God, I'm ready. I am ready to stand up and move. Yeah. So he had all the little pieces working together. He knew who he was going to call on that night, what to say, and it was for such a time as that night. Mm -hmm. And so if we hadn't have said, okay, God, we're getting up, who knows? That story would read a whole lot differently. Oh, it's so true. So true. Yeah. yeah. I just know that this, this whole broadcast has been such a, uh, a, a like a, um, a breath of oxygen for so many people who oh, have been sitting on the line, you know, and maybe they're sitting yeah. there, you know, figuratively speaking, you know, like rubbing their eyes, you know, cause they're like up and they hear the call of the, of the Lord yeah. on their life, you know, yeah. but they're like, Oh, that bed is so warm and cozy, you know, and, oh, yeah. and, yeah. um, I know that there's so many people who are hearing this and going, yeah, I need to write the book. Yeah. I need to go, uh, in, into That's the mission right. field. Yeah. Okay. I do need to take that job. Yeah. I do need to talk to that relative, you know, mm -hmm. like so many things. Yes. I do need to pray for that person that I've been seeing every single day at the supermarket, you know? Um, and so, uh, Krista, can you just praise you feel led for people? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And and one thing I, I do, I, I want to say and what I feel like the Lord has has placed on my heart to say to all of those watching that say, you know, I want to see I want to see a, a supernatural encounter. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we have so many people, especially in in our generation and people that that that's what they say is. Well, I want to see a miracle. I want to see a, I want to see a supernatural encounter. I want to see deliverance happen. I want to see a demon cast out. You know, I want to see all these different things. Not realizing that they hold the most supernatural thing in existence in their hand. This is yeah. the most supernatural thing in existence. Why? Because everything what was, what is, what is to come is in this book. Yours and my name is in is in this book. Where I, I mean, everything. There's codes. There's mysteries. There's life itself in yeah. this book. There's healing. There's miracles. So before you start seeking the supernatural, seek the word, mm -hmm. because this is what's going to make the difference. Mm -hmm. This is what's going to not only help you move in 
to that that realm of supernatural and and seeing all of these things but it's going to give you the grounding and the rock to stand on that so that when you do move into that place you can you can speak from a place of faith because that's what comes from the word and you can step over into the supernatural and God can use you because he can trust you because you've been in his word Mm -hmm. and you're going to quote his word and, and he can trust you to move in and be a part of those miracles. So don't throw away the word. This Mm -hmm. is still, this book is not subject to anything. Everything Mm -hmm. is subject to it. So I just want to encourage everybody, don't throw away the word, Mm. dive in the word, get in the word, because Peter was focused on the word when he said, come to me, because Jesus was the word made flesh. And as long as he was focused on the word, he could walk on the water. And that's a supernatural event. Mm. So I want to encourage everybody to do that. But yeah, I'll be glad to pray over, over everyone. Father God, in Jesus' name, Lord, I thank you, Father, for everyone who is watching this broadcast. Lord, everyone who's watching right now and everyone who will watch it on down the road that might come across this. Father God, right now, I speak to those who are, who are standing teeter-tottering on the edge of that bed, waiting to say, Lord, do I need to get up? Lord, or do I, do I want to fall back asleep? Lord, speak to them once more. Lord, your, your grace, your mercy, let it call out to them one more time and say, wake up, wake up, get up, get moving. I have a plan for you. I have a destiny for you. I have an expected end for you and I want you to reach it. Father, I ask you, Lord, to give those the boldness, Father, to step out on what you've called them to do. Father, whatever that might be, Lord, whether it's in the fivefold ministry, Father, whether it's a musician, Father, whether it's an author, whether it's different things like that, Lord, whether it's just to go down the street to a neighbor's house and witness to them, Lord, because they feel led to. Lord, I ask you that you fill them with boldness and the courage, Lord, to do what you've called them to do. Lord, because we need this army right now, we need this Elijah fire family. We need this time, Lord, we need these people in this time, Lord, to bring about what you have called us to do, Lord, to bring about what you want to to accomplish in this world. Lord, we are yours to command. And Father, I ask you just, Lord, that those of of them listening, Father, that they hear the voice of the good shepherd and a stranger's voice that they will not follow. And so, Lord, when you call on them, Lord, that they will answer. Father, and I just ask you to strengthen their legs, Lord, so that they can run through a troop and jump over a wall. And, Lord, I thank you for the supernatural, Lord, energy, the supernatural strength, Father, that you're placing upon them to get what you want done. And Lord, I just thank you for everyone watching, Father, and what you're going to accomplish in these days to come. Lord, we give you glory and honor and praise in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And so be it. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Man. Hallelujah. Krista J. Bullock, God bless you. Oh, You're, Jeff this, Tharp, thanks, man. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> this is great. So uh, how um, how can people follow you? I know you're on social media. Yeah, so, um, you know, I'm not fancy like my dad yet have a website. But yeah. uh, but I do, speaking of this, this generation and this age, I do have social media. So you can find me on Facebook uh, and Instagram at Krista J. Bullock. And uh, also you can tune in Church International on Sunday mornings at 1045 Central Time Mm -hmm. on the Church International uh, YouTube channel or the website. And you can catch me on the 11th hour on Tuesdays on the Robin D. Bullock YouTube channel at 11 a.m. Central Time. Mm. Krista, this has been fantastic. Um, Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It was the pleasure was all mine. Like it's just. Yeah, I just, I, I really felt that, man. Like that was, Praise God. I even cried a little, you know, so. I yeah. did too, I did yeah. too. It's okay. We, we, we laugh together. We cry together. That's that We're right. family, man. That's right. That's right. So, all right, everybody, that's our show. So God bless you guys. Shalom. shalom and we'll shalom. see you again tomorrow. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description for more info on how you can donate today.